When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Hard Knocks, Miami Dolphins edition on Story Archives. I'm your host, Mario Busto, joined by the one and only Chris Romero. Welcome back to the show, Chris. Thank you, brother. Thanks for having me back. Uh, It's exciting. It's exciting times. Chris, I'm I'm ready to dive into this episode. I was watching this week's episode. <clears throat> I was wondering to myself if this goes all right because you know there we talked about the pros and cons in episode one of the Dolphins being the center of attention right we haven't really proven yet that we can beat a contender I believe mm-hmm. we can it's just we haven't seen it right we have to the moment this team has made it is when we beat some contenders in the playoffs really that's when you know like if we go second round against KC or against the Ravens and we beat them, which I don't even have the Ravens on that echelon with KC, but you beat a team like that, or you beat the bills. Now you're talking, now you're talking, you can win a super bowl. But I was thinking this show, despite having its downfalls of, you know, putting a target on your back and perhaps distracting the locker room, it would be Mm -hmm. the most epic documentary of all time. If they had documentary coverage of this team going all the way to the Super Bowl and winning, that would be the craziest thing. Insane. Insane. I feel like um, that would be a gift from the football gods to us that has been struggling. It was like, <laughs> but, uh, hey, here's 20 years of terrible football, but we'll give you a Super Bowl and we'll give you a 12-part and- series <laughs> about the whole journey. And the whole docuseries behind the whole thing, I think um, – I think that'll be great. I feel like, you know, we're we're getting two episodes now where we win, so it's good. I mean, uh, like uh, like you said, we we have to correct what we said last episode where we were like, oh yeah, this is the first time they do a a mid season, which hard knocks. We stand correct, stand corrected. They've been yeah. been doing this. Yeah. yeah, uh, they haven't featured Miami for yeah. a while. The first team was actually the Colts, and then it was yeah. the Cardinals, I believe. Yeah. And um, I was actually corrected by multiple people, but we had an emailer write in, which we can start right off the show with uh, an emailer who wrote in about, about last week's episode from Ryan. He starts it off with, Dolphins suck. Laugh out loud. Just kidding. Anyway, just to be clear, this is the third season of Hard Knocks in season. My yeah. Indianapolis Colts were the first team to do so in season, in, in season Hard Knocks two years ago. Last year, the Cardinals were featured, which now I remember that. Yeah. Yes, I've lived sure. in Oklahoma the last 21 years, but I'm a Hoosier, born and bred. Been a Colts fan since the move in 84. <clears throat> got made of for years before the Manning era. Also got made of, made fun of in the Manning era. Get made fun of still, but that's the way yes. it goes, I guess. <laughs> I'm liking the Dolphins' chances this year. Pretty solid all around. The speed is incredible. Too bad about A-Chain getting injured. He's going to be a beast. I actually drafted him in my fantasy league this year, but cut him after week two like an idiot. Oh, he, 
He then proceeded to put up huge points, of course. Then he got injured again, which in hindsight made the cut okay. When he came back a couple of weeks ago, my team was going up against the team that picked him up. I was mad. I don't like getting blasted by players I cut. Then he got re-injured in that game, which is bad for football, but was good for my fantasy life, I guess. Anyway, that dude is that dude. Also have the Miami defense on my team. They've been really good for me. Ryan, thanks for the hate. Thanks for the love. We know what it's Ryan, like to be hated. We, we appreciate that, brother. Uh, I, I, I one-up him. Um, I drafted Achan, right? Mm-hmm. I drafted everyone my last pick in the fantasy draft, mm-hmm. and I dropped them after week one. After week one, is it? A, yeah, because I was, you know, at least tell me it's a ten-team league. That'll that would redeem you. Oh if no, it, absolutely not. It's twelve-team. I mean, if it was twelve-team, it would redeem you. If oh, it was 10, oh it would, yeah. Actually, no, no, it's twelve-team. Twelve-team. Twelve-team nah, is more difficult. No, twelve-team would twelve-team would redeem you. I was I'm trying to think yeah. of my logic straight here. Ten-team, yeah. every team is stacked. Twelve-team, it's it's like slim pickings. Yeah, well, appreciate right. you, Ryan. Appreciate that email. We were right in episode one that episode two would be centered around the defense. I yes. thought we would also get a little bit of the running back room. We did not. This was actually a pretty fitting choice, right? And um, it was heartbreaking for the Dolphins fans, right? Because we had a very positive week. We won two games back to back on a short week. But despite having a dominant defensive performance, we get the critical loss of Jalen Phillips, which because you're watching the whole episode and it's like setting you up and the editors made a choice to just take this down the route of get you feeling good for Jalen Phillips and then boom. Hit you with the with the reality hit. I feel like uh I mean correct me if I'm wrong too. Uh man did the does HBO like just feature a couple players and I mean, I'm sure they knew they were going to feature the defense in the second week. It clearly seemed that way. But man, to feature Jalen Phillips, like, imagine them filming and they got all this Jalen Phillips content. And then that happened. Then you're like, well, we're going to have to feature this. Yeah. I don't know. I'll answer so, that in one second. I'm going to lower my AC because it is hot as can be in my <laughs> home right now. One second. Go ahead. Let's all appreciate Mario's uh, dolphin jacket as he walks away also. So we'll do that. doesn't help that I have this Mondo Dolphins bomber on. But this <laughs> I is, just said that. This is <laughs> going to be my, my uniform for the rest of the season. But to, uh, to your <laughs> point about the do they just choose one player, and this is just a coincidence that he got injured in this week. I mean, look, if you think about the focal points of this defense, you're going with Jalen Phillips, Wilkins, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Ramsey and Chubb, Chubb. maybe, yeah. you know, Xavier Howard didn't get any shine in this episode, which um, <clears throat> I think might be because I was reading some 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 articles that Xavier Howard was like really against the idea of hard knocks. So I wonder if they're just like, all right, you don't want to be on hard knocks and we won't put you in hard knocks. You know, I, I don't know if it's that. I hope it's not that. But because um, he's such a focal point of our secondary. But, you know, you got that and Javon Holland, too. We can't leave him out. But, yeah, you know. I would like to. I think they probably featured a a bunch of players, and then what happened with Phillips steered the narrative completely in his direction, right? Because that story is his story is epic as it is. <clears throat> his injury history at UCLA, taking two years off, bouncing back at the U, still getting drafted in the first round, yeah, facing all this adversity, even this season, bouncing back <clears throat> from injury, and then just when he's getting rolling, tears his Achilles. So, yeah. It's heartbreaking. We knew the direction it was going in the entire episode, but 
I don't think it was one of those things where they they were going to profile Phillips from the beginning. I thought it was just a what I think is happening to the Dolphins, which is we're an offensive juggernaut, but I feel like the identity of our team is slowly shifting to being a defensive defense first team in a lot of ways. Yeah, which which is beautiful to see because, mm-hmm. um, as we always say, defense wins championships when it comes to you know football, especially especially in the cold. Yeah, especially in the cold. So we we just have to have. You know, when we when we acquired Jalen Ramsey and we, you know, we got Bradley Chubb and I was like, okay, like, you know, we're making things happen. We got Fangio. We talked about this last week mm-hmm. and it was like a slow start, especially losing J- Ramsey. But even as we segue into the actual episode, we open here with Jalen Ramsey, you know, talking a little bit about his change. You know, we see him in the in the inside NFL episode, which it was awesome to see that. Okay, this defense is meshing together and it's led by Jalen Ramsey. And led with him getting Defensive Player of the Week in the AFC. I was shocked that he had never won that award before. But yeah, yeah, even not even that not even weird. on the on the Jaguars. Or you think McDaniel was trolling at one point? I didn't even look that up because he even I, said can, also. Can, can we fact check let, that? Let's look that up real quick. So you know, I mean, let's see who gets it in first. Yeah, you go for it. You go for it. So Jalen the Defensive Player of Week. As you do that. I will say one of the things you walk away with in watching this episode is the unity in this team. I mean, we saw last week, Teron Armstead, left tackle, is always bringing together the old linemen uh, for, for dinners and stuff like that. And you see, you saw Chubb in this episode bringing everybody together. There's like this unity in the room, even so much so when Phillips goes down. It's like the whole team's around yeah. him, praying for him, encouraging him. Um, there's just a lot of things that I see that are positive, like I've never seen before from my Dolphins, you know? Yeah, it, it, this defense is, um, this defense is, is is a family. You know, I mean, we yeah. saw how they all mesh together. I love the little vintage throwback to the Dolphins defense. The, you know, but it was like the no-name defense. Yes, and I wrote that I down. That. Great, great call out there. I The moment that happened, I was watching with my dad tonight. And I said, man, these guys, NFL films really did their homework. Like, so good. No, so good. nobody ever brings up the no-name Dolphins defense. I mean, we were literally not even a thought in our parents' mind when that no-name defense was a was a thing. But that is like, I feel like that's the iconic Fangio defense, right? It's kind of like yeah. everybody step up, and that's going to be the key the rest of the season. Is hey, who's going to step up for Phillips? Next man up, as our other famous uh, coach in the city says, uh, Spolstra. It's next man up. Van Ginkle's going to have to step up. Ogba's going to have to step up. We'll see what we get from JPP at this point. Um, yeah, some new signing, JPP. Yeah, Jason Pierre-Paul, um, who uh, nice. used to play for the champ, both uh, championship-winning Giants, and I think he also won a championship, uh, a Super Bowl with the Buccaneers uh, the year that Brady was there, if I'm not mistaken. So that's yeah. that's crazy. Just to go back on the Jalen Ramsey thing, this is his second defensive player of the week honor. Uh, he also honored his performance on December 24th, which is funny because that's Christmas Eve right there. We have a Christmas Eve game coming up this year, too, against Tennessee. And he returned to touchdown no, for Jaguar, Jaguars. The Cowboys. No, I'm saying that uh, the the one that James Ramsey played in, he played oh, against okay. Tennessee. And he took it to he took it to the house. Oh, OK, OK. I didn't know that. So that was when he was this on is the Jag- second one. Yeah, that's when he was on the Jags. So you called that right, Jags. Interesting. Interesting. Very interesting. That's only second time. Yeah. Speaking of Ramsey, although he hasn't really been interviewed yet on the show, who did get interviewed uh, was our boy who we knew wanted to be on Hard Knocks. 
Wilkins. Wilkins with the most epic shirtless entrance. (laughs) I mean, he was just, you know, he was dying to be on Hard Knocks. And, bro, like, what a prank. Like, he's he's everything you think he is when you watch him live on TV. He, bro, he's like the jokester, but at the same time, he's cerebral as hell, man. Like, he's really cerebral. Uh, He he galvanizes like that D line. Sealer's a beast. Like, there's a unity in our D line that starts with those two, it feels like. Um, And they have like the same way we saw like the Chubb Phillips dynamic in this episode. Uh Feels like Sealer and Wilkins got that same dynamic. For sure, I wrote that down. I feel like everybody has their like buddy. Yeah. Like get get your partner, get your buddy. And 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 Jalen Phillips and Bradley Chubb is definitely them. Uh Jalen Ramsey, Xavier Howard is definitely definitely them. Yeah. And then you have Wilkins and Zeeler, mm-hmm. who bro, they feed off of each other. Wilkins mm-hmm. is the leader of that D-line. And uh he's a beast, bro. He's a beast. And it's cool to see him lead as a jokester, but at the same time, he means business. Like he's like, I, I love football and, and this is my life. So it, it was cool to see that too. Dude, I wonder how many fans of football who don't have a team, who just kind of root for whoever, are going to become fans of the Dolphins through this show because on a short week, it's Thanksgiving week, and all our guys are out there serving on Thanksgiving. Tua, bro, who's awesome, more bro. likable than Tua Tungavailoa? Like, he's in the back of the truck saying, hey, I don't got to be the face of this. Let me just hand out turkeys. Like, Such a humble Christian dude. Uh, just good dude all around. I don't think I've ever rooted, not just because he's on my team, but I don't think I've ever rooted for a player to win a Super Bowl as bad oh, as, man, as yeah. Tua. And um, just the healthy place that this whole team is at, he throws two picks in the Jets game that we see the behind the scenes of. And even after the second pick, McDaniel's like, don't sweat it, dude. Don't sweat it. Well, what's up with that? Like, yeah. he's like, all right, man, move on, right? Yeah. Like, we're on no one's shaking he even smiled at one point like he laughed at the pick six and they keep it real too because you have darren um daryl bevel who came up to him in the locker room said hey two bad plays there so they're not sugarcoating it or kissing his butt either they're like hey two bad plays no doubt there were two horrible throws but you got to shake them off you're still a baller keep slinging it you're a gunslinger right yeah, he 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 moves. I think I feel like the whole team doesn't get shaken. Like it's just how we play. You know, at the end of the day, we could be down thirty, or we could be playing good and have a moment like that. Yeah, and and two and those. I feel like we talked about this all year too, where this team understands where they're lacking, and they pick it back up. Mm-hmm. So it, it's good to see that. I think this episode did a lot too in, in highlighting not just the. I feel like episode one introduces you to the guys who are most famous on the team, right? So you get introduced to McDaniel, to um, Tyreek being the most famous on the team. Those guys really who are who are the focal point of of episode one. But then episode two, you get like the whole organization in a way, right? Because you get not just the players, but you get every single positions coach gets a little bit of shine. My favorite personally being see, seeing the receiver room with Welker. And him bringing mm-hmm. in a tidbit of Patriots culture with, hey, Belichick always said after Thanksgiving, that's when the real football season starts. And just that constant, starting from the top with McDaniel saying, hey, this is not our Super Bowl. They win. Yeah. Somebody in the background is kind of messing around saying victory Monday. He says, nah, mm-hmm. hell no. We got to get back <laughs> to work. This is not this is not our Super Bowl. We got more to work for. And the whole team's down for it. Even Ramsey pulling his own Ed Reed UM moment where he's like, Hey, F that. Whoop they has. Like, beat them yeah. down. Like, we're not winning by one score. And, you know, 
when your leaders like Ramsey, Tyreek, uh, Jalen Phillips, even though he went down, like all of our star players have that sort of hunger to prove themselves and to win and to not settle, dude, the team's going to go to to a, a very deep uh, run, I think, this year, personally. Yeah, it, we're, we're definitely on the way. Um, could kind of talk about how, how you said, like, you know, everybody has this, you know, F this good stuff, we got to be elite, which that's what Ramsey said. Even in the mm-hmm. beginning of the episode, he said, F all that good stuff. Yep. We, we got to be elite. And there's there's an interesting uh, similarity within all of them, which is what? They've been to the Super Bowl. Ramsey's yeah. been to the Super Bowl. Tyreek's been to the Super Bowl. Once McDaniel. Well, McDaniel. not McDaniel. Well, excuse me. McDaniel's been to two NFC championships. Yeah. So it's like we know some know how to win the, th- the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And there's some that know how hard it is to get there. So it's like, bro, all gas, no breaks. We mm-hmm. we, we got to keep pushing. So it was it was cool to see this, especially this defense. This defense be highlighted. Uh, Jalen Phillips, Christian Wilkins, seeing them talk, seeing them how they play, bro. They're a bunch of dogs. And for and once, we'll see seeing that. seeing despite because I feel like we had such a track record in the fins for for years, where we pick up that guy who won on, on another team, and then he comes here and he's mentally washed, like he's not as hungry as he was on his former team. And I feel yeah. like that's that was like the running theme with a lot of guys that we signed and now it's like nobody thought hill was going to be performing to the degree of getting a perhaps record-breaking reception year right nobody thought that okay and he came over here and you know changed the culture alongside mcdaniel that was like one of the biggest moves that they made when mcdaniel just got hired greer came to him say hey you want us to go get tyreek hill i think that's literally the story he said hell yeah go get tyreek hill that story is beautiful, yeah. We talked about that. Like, what would the play calling have looked like if we had like Tony Sperano as the coach of this team oh, with, with Tyreek Hill? Like, he's just running Ted Ginn routes the whole time. That's probably <laughs> yeah. what would have happened, right? Yeah. All right. I agree. I, I think it's good, but where we're where we're gonna move on to on this one? We're gonna go to game day, starting with okay. Woody Johnson, the owner of the Jets, uh, Flavor Flav Chain. And McDaniel uh, trying to work a little contract incentive there uh, <laughs> for his own version of the chain. I think, uh, bro, McDaniel's such a cool dude, bro. Like he's such a cool dude. He, I don't know if you could even tell. Like even the co- even the Jets coach was there, which is Robert Sala. Yeah, and, yeah. and he seemed like kind of annoyed. Like yeah. I don't know. He kind of he kind of seemed in the background, like mm-hmm, yeah, that's funny. And you know, obviously, two different seasons going on. He, he's having a difficult time, so he has to go against our team. Mm-hmm. But um, bro, McDaniel, McDaniel doesn't change. And uh, even with a simple ownership uh, bling chain that comes yeah. down to it, yeah, uh, it was funny. But it, it was it was game day, bro, and it was it was a game that we needed to win. I'm a big Robert Sala fan, by the way. I I respect him. I think he's a, a solid coach. Um. But it's got to be annoying seeing just the success of the guy across from you. And McDaniel has this way about him that, you know, if that's your competitor, and he's a nice guy, so he's just chatting it up. But he's also a killer. Like, deep down beneath that, you know, quirky, McGenius uh, play caller, you know, thing he's got yeah. going, he's also a killer, too. But um, even when he's talking to the room, right, It's he's not getting verbal responses from the team, despite, like, his – impassioned speech everybody there when they cut to the camera of the d lineman they're like <laughs> yeah yeah they're straight faced straight faced nobody's showing any emotion nobody's like yeah coach yeah you know it's none of that it's just like yeah. silence and you're hoping it's resonating and he's talking as if he's you know sounding off like 
you know, a, a battle speech where everybody's giving him feedback. I'll, I'll take it as people are listening. <laughs> like, people just listening. <laughs> like, they know him. They, oh, for sure. Like, for Here sure. goes coach. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Here goes coach. Um, something to point out about game day, bro, that I loved. Uh, it's at New York. Mm-hmm. It's a Black Friday game. It's at 3 p.m. Even, J- even Jalen Phillips was one time. was like, hey, Chris, we won't get this wrong. First ever Black Friday game. We won't have yes. to be fact checked there. First ever to win a Black Friday game. Let's go. Uh, even even Phillips didn't know what time it was. We play at eight. No, we play like at three thirty. Yes, like, no, I yeah, think it's like yeah. three. He goes, "What? Why?" Which didn't make sense to me either. I was like, "Why is this game at three o'clock?" I read something that had to do with the television laws. I mean, if you want to look this up while I talk about this little thing, but it has to do so, some about some television laws about what time a game should be, like a, a sports game or something like that mixing with it. I don't know. I read some some quick article that had to do with that because even people were complaining, like, why is this at 3 p.m.? Uh, but what one thing I was going to say while you looked that up is that shout out to the Dolphin fans, man. Finn's takeover of MetLife, bro, the fans showed up. And at numbers, so it was it was cool to see, even at a rival stadium, that the Dolphins fans showed up. Dolphins fans showed up. The the NFL films followed them, and it was great to see that. All right, I found a Reddit con- concerning the um, the early start time for Black Friday, and somebody put here. I believe it has something to do with not being allowed to broadcast on Friday nights because of high school or college football similar to why they don't broadcast on Saturdays until after the college season ends. And then somebody else commented saying, because Al Michael still has energy midday. <laughs> hey, no, 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 no respect, no disrespect to Al Michaels, bro. He's one of the goats, but none, nonetheless, he, actually, he said a story about Mike McDaniel on the broadcast. I don't know if you caught it. And McDaniel had oh, to yeah. verify yesterday morning or today uh, where, where Al Michael said that, McDaniels um, met his wife by stealing her from another guy on the team who was dancing with her at some bar or a club yeah. and then threatened to cut him from the team if he didn't stop dancing with her. And then McDaniel said the guy was knew her for 45 seconds. Like they didn't know mm. each other. And he and it was a joke. Like I wasn't I have no power to make those decisions anyways. But yeah. Al Michael said it was such a seriousness that I was like, yeah, it's kind of douchey to kind of like yeah, yeah. Hey, you're going to cut like, somebody from the team. But uh it was yeah, funny yeah. it was cool it was a cool story and the fact that mcdaniel was like y'all y'all just made me look like a d-bag yeah like, <laughs> y'all made me look like a d-bag but yeah 3 p.m game black friday i was excited to watch it um it was a good game yeah hell yeah and the, i think the highlight of the game for everybody was what will ever forever be known for the jets fans as the hell mary which was Ooh, after two straight two of picks, okay, back to back drives. Yeah. They get the ball at the 50 or near the 50, or they take it to the 50 and they throw the ball deep into the end zone. Javon Holland, who's actually a kick returner or was a kick returner, has mm-hmm. those skills like in his muscle memory. I've never seen a play like that in my life a Hail Mary being run back for a touchdown with no time remaining. Like that's insanity. Yeah. Uh, one I want to say is, why 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 go for the hill mary like they were they were like you know going in i I mean i understand they were were losing the ball but i'm like i guess but i guess so yeah risk it right there's only two seconds left it was like yeah risk it you're not thinking they're gonna be able to take it 99 yards that was insane uh javon holland brings it back calmly 
running through. He he sees the lanes, and what does this defense do? Start block. Yeah, I loved it. Christian mm-hmm. Wilkins, uh, Zach Zeeler, uh, I don't know who else, but we're just out there pancaking dudes. Like, oh, he's taking it back. He takes the 99 yards, no flags. And what happens? McDaniel runs off the field. Getting about the extra point. He forgot about the extra point, which I thought it was awesome because he looked out and he goes, hey, wait, wait. We got an extra point. Go, go. Extra point. Oh, man. Hey, Sealer got some reps at the old line, though, during practice. Did you notice when he jumped in? Yeah, yeah. So, what hey, are we he, doing? Yeah, he, he was working on his pass on his on his blocking at yeah. practice that week. That, All right. uh, that pick six definitely changed the game going into the into the halftime. It, it, it was we needed that big time. All right, let's look forward here, Chris. Pull up our dolphin schedule, and we're gonna look forward into what we got going on the rest of the year on hard knocks and where this dolphin season could go, what we're most looking forward to the storylines and the narratives that we must shatter this year as Dolphin yeah. fans. Well, we'll from there, who do we got next coming up Sunday, on Sunday? This Sunday. next Sunday, uh, or yeah, this Sunday, excuse me, 1 PM game. We're at the Washington commanders. AKA the Redskins. They'll always AKA be the Redskins. Redskins. Always be the Redskins. They, they're, they're, command, more, commander's more just a game. stupid name. We can agree, right? I can agree that the Redskins logo was dope. The name was yes. cooler. I know people yes. say that it is a insensitive name, but you know, I don't think like I feel like that was like a just a move to like I don't think everybody was down with that. Like how much merch and mem- memorabilia do people own from that team? You know, but hey, amazing players that played for that team. The commanders don't stick. Like the name, if it's gonna be something else, it has to be something more catchy because. Every time I go to say Commanders, I want to say Commodores. I even think the Commodores would be a cooler name than Commanders. But Commanders yeah, just uh, it doesn't it doesn't just it doesn't stick. It doesn't stick. Yeah. And I think of those Redskin teams with RG3, like how epic they were. Sean you know? Taylor. Sean Taylor. Yeah, man. Rest um, in peace, Sean Taylor. I like I like tra- I like tradition. I like tradition, man. It's like the Kansas City. I mean, you got to change the Chiefs too. Are the Cleveland Indians? They're not the Indians anymore, right? No, they're, not anymore. They're the Cleveland Guardians. That's horrible. I mean, just, it just doesn't stick. <laughs> I think of those, you know, epic Indian teams in the '90s, and just uh, I mean, whatever. Anyways, right. we got the Commanders on Sunday. We have the Commanders on Sunday, okay. and then we go come back home, mm-hmm. and I'll be at this game Monday night football Monday night. prime time against the Tennessee Titans. I love it. Tannehill um, back. Actually, no, yeah. he's he's injured. Yeah, he's he's done. Yeah, so we have Will Levis, Derrick Henry, okay, uh, a good coach team by Mike Rabel. Mm-hmm. So it's gonna be it's gonna be a good primetime game. Um, I think those are two both wins. So going into our other Kirk, home game, Kirk Herbstreit essentially said we're gonna sleepwalk into eleven and three because our next games. I know I know what they are. We got commanders, next three games, yeah, Commanders, Titans. Uh, I believe we got Jets. Then we have Cowboys, Ravens, and Bills. The, the, yeah. Those are our games. We got three contenders in there, right? We got the Cowboys, Ravens, and Bills, right? Not yeah. if the Bills keep on losing games, but nonetheless, they got to go to Arrowhead this week to go play the Chiefs after, not this week, but when they come back from their bye. Um, so really the Dolphins control their destiny as we might be going against the Ravens in week 16. Yep. Playing for the number one overall seed in the conference, which would be massive. So that 
I think would be huge because we got this narrative going with Tua and cold weather games. First, we got to shatter that one because he balled out against Buffalo in the snow last year. Mm -hmm. Two, Tua's never played a playoff game. He may have won a national championship, but he's never officially stepped into the playoffs despite him being integral for us being in the playoffs last year, right? Um, yeah. So we he's got he's to step up in the playoffs and actually prove that he can win a playoff game. Not that I don't think he can, but like anybody, he, he this will be his first rodeo in the NFL playoffs. Yeah, he, he will definitely need to be sharpened up. Uh, that, that team needs to stay healthy. You know, like you said, that, those last three games, man, they're not a, a walk in the park. Mm -mm. Cowboys firepower they're they're on it right now the ravens the, i mean even last year we had an issue with them but then we had you know the two a beautiful comeback game which was great yeah and then the bills man the bills is our kryptonite right now they're you, our kryptonite you know what the benefit though of those three games ending the season with them are is that oftentimes when you play a crappy team right and the nfl really doesn't have any crappy teams because you can lose any any week but we see more a team like the commanders and we think that that's way easier then of course against the Ravens, right? Yeah. But nonetheless, it's such a parody-driven league that you know you see, you know the Broncos won this week. Who did the Broncos beat? The Broncos beat. That's they keep question. on they keep on upsetting teams. The Jets beat the Eagles. The Eagles are nine and one, and and the Jets beat the Eagles, right? So you see over and over again these teams that have bad records beating you know favorites to win the Super Bowl or to the get Browns. Favorite. They beat the Browns. That's a that's an upset right there. At least the way it's the season big time defense. Yeah. But the, my point is, oftentimes when you play these teams with bad records, you lower your level of play to meet them where their level of play is. Rather than when you play it, the great teams always elevate their game, no matter who they're playing. They take For care sure. of business. The Dolphins have proven that they can beat that we take care of business against the poor record teams. We got to elevate our game to end the year against three top contenders right and so we're ending the year against these teams that are uh we're gonna probably see two of them in the playoffs if we're able to go far enough right mm -hmm. um and then the cowboys they got they got to take care of business on their side of the bracket with the eagles and the niners over there so uh we got three potential rematches in the three final games of the season if you know obviously the cowboys would be the super bowl so that would be the best case scenario but yeah. um yeah, I, I like the fact that we're going to have to be elevating our play to meet those teams who are all going to be playing for something, right? Uh, the Cowboys are going to be fighting for a higher seed or a higher um, record than someone else so they can get home field. The Bills are going to be fighting for their lives because they're 6-6 six and six right now, so every game matters for them. They have to win out to be 11-3 and three right now, I would think. Basically. No, to be 11-6. No, uh, yeah, eleven to six, and yeah. and and need some other things happening. So And the Ravens I mean, need to stay ahead of us to yeah. um to and the chiefs to get the number one overall seed in the playoffs everyone's struggling in their own way yeah you know they're struggling in their own way uh it, you know it, to come back to that episode uh I'm, we're at the point where towards the end of the episode where we lose one of our cornerstones of our yeah, defense yeah. who's having an amazing year and bro to talk about that a little bit Man, HBO, HBO is so good at this. Huh? At the end of the day, it's like they built it up. They built it. It's like you see the plays about to happen, especially if you watch the game. Yeah. And I saw it, and I he lined up, and he takes his first step, like he said, like he said at the end of the episode. I've done this a thousand times, and he said I felt like someone stepped on me, or I got shot in the back of my ankle, and I looked behind me, I saw no one, 
and you saw genuine shock yeah on Jalen Phillips face turn into tears reality reality hitting he's like I'm done for my season and this was like it was a superstar moment yeah it was heartbreaking man it was difficult because your adrenaline's rushing at that at that level right so his adrenaline's going right because he's in the middle of the game he's got I don't know who it was it might have been Chubb or it might have been Wilkins or another D lineman who was like you didn't pop you didn't pop you didn't tear it shut up shut up you didn't tear it and they're trying to calm him down telling him to breathe because your heart's probably going 100 miles an hour in that situation and then his history of what the injuries he struggled with but he's a fighter man you see it the kid is a fighter he's gonna bounce back from this if he takes the steps sure. i think he's already taking the steps i haven't i haven't done any i haven't done research as to know whether he did the surgery i did listen to the pat mcafee show a little bit today and rogers was talking about how he reached out to him to tell him about the surgery he did for his achilles which is like a groundbreaking uh, surgery if anybody wants to look that up in the audience um and man i pray that he's able to bounce back he's young and i think he has a contract year next year so it would be nice to see him bounce back in a major way yeah and he will i feel like uh he will and bro these things happen these things happen in football teams football yep it's football bro what what do you expect but uh i loved the uh reaction of the team like all right you know, we, we saw everyone was distraught. We saw everyone was broken, especially Chubb. I mean, we, we saw that little big brother, little brother moments throughout the whole episode, which I thought was awesome because we always see them dancing around on the field, sacking and and do these sack dances and stuff like that. But it's next man up mentality, like we talked to earlier. Gink finally spoke. I ain't gonna lie. I think it was like a first time I ever heard. First time I've speak. ever heard Van Ginkle speak, bro. I'm like, wow, he sounds. Sounds awesome. Yeah, he sounds, yeah, he sounds he does. cool. He does, yeah, yeah. These guys got to step up, man. Ogba, and um, these guys will step up. I feel like they will. Like the way they they fight, they should do it. And then we picked up, like you said, Jason Pierre Paul, which is another vet. And uh, we just got to keep moving. So we got to keep moving. This is just one little. Uh, I think McDaniel always says it. He's like, it's just another. He said adversity that we yeah. got to go through. Yep. And and they'll get through it. All right, Chris, what was your favorite scene in the episode? And who stole the show for you on this one? Man, uh, favorite scene in the episode? Uh, I think every scene that Christian Wilkins was in. It was a, he stole it, yeah. It's just he stole it, bro. Uh, I, I, I loved it. I loved it uh, that he, you know, he, he, he led this team. He was a jokester. We saw it. And um, what was that? I said that was my favorite scene. That was your favorite uh, scene. It was anything with him. So he yeah, was, it was pretty much anything too. with him, bro. Yeah, yeah. I just feel like every time he came out, bro, I was just laughing, smiling. And uh, it was cool. It was, it was a great episode to see that some defensive players and see how they, they grind this win out. Yeah. You know, so, all right. So my favorite character was Jalen Ramsey, I'd have to say. Uh, specifically with a couple of things he says, because I just love his mentality, bro. Like he's a dog, like just straight up. And what he said in the locker room, like, nah, F that. It just reminded me, yeah. it reminded me of Ed Reed so badly. Like mm-hmm. when Ed Reed had that speech where he's like almost crying in the locker room and he's like, Coach Souls, it's a dominate. We're not doing it. And they were winning in that game. Like when he said that speech, they were winning. Like, but he wanted to dominate. That's yeah. what I want to see from my team. Um, McDaniel had the funniest scene and my favorite scene of the episode, which was the replay of him getting roundhouse kicked by the number 87 on the Raiders. And oh. him saying candidly, that hurt like a mother. <laughs> and I had to just pretend like it didn't. And you're hearing this commentary while seeing him trying to play it off like he wasn't totally in pain. Uh, but not nah, yeah. a bleeding, bleeding shoulder. Bleeding. 
And aside okay. from that, obviously Javon's Hail Mary is the is the most memorable play of the year, maybe. Yeah. Aside from Rams, the iconic plays this year so far, that Tua throw to Tyreek against the Chargers in week one mm-hmm. um was disgusting. Okay. Anyone mm-hmm. looked that up? I don't even need to spe- uh, specify it. It was insane. Uh the Ramsey game winning pick against the Raiders. And this Hail Mary have to be the three. And then the just the whole Denver Broncos game whooping them 17 20. All right. Let's round this out. Thank you, Chris, for joining on another episode of Hard Knocks on Story Archives. You got any final words before I do some housekeeping? No, man. I feel like uh for everyone who's loving this content, uh thank you. Thank you guys for listening and emailing. Uh, that's awesome to see. Uh we just hope for a great season ahead of us. And even if you just love football, love the Dolphins, we just want to see something great, great to content. So we're here for it. So thank you, Mario. Appreciate it. We're here for it. And we're here for all 12 episodes, hopefully. Hopefully we're still talking about this show and commentating on it in February. I want to thank you all for tuning in, all of you out there who are Story Archives fan and sports fans, enough to be tuning into our Hard Knocks coverage. If that's not quite your cup of tea, we're also covering Monarch Legacy of Monsters, Every week on Apple TV, it's excellent. I recommend it, starring Kurt Russell and several other star actors who are just killing it. Really interesting sci-fi, mystery, that kind of thing. And we're also doing For All Mankind Season 4 currently, so stay tuned for that. I also just finished reading The Songbirds of Ballad and Snakes, The Hunger Games prequel, and I plan on watching that movie in theaters. So uh, expect a little solo show on that pretty soon and um yeah plenty more coming at you on the network it's just a matter of what we got time for and i hope you all are enjoying this holiday season you're enjoying it with some nice cold weather maybe warming up by the fire somewhere with some hot chocolate we'll see you on the next week's episode of hard knocks and i will see you tomorrow night for for all mankind season four and just stay tuned with us the rest of the week we got episodes coming every single day this week so peace Let's go. Fins for the win. The game. And the game. game. <laughs> we got to keep on adding it again if we keep winning on a winning streak. So let's do it. <laughs>